0: Welcome to the Carl Vlogs Podcast. I am Carl from the YouTube channel Carl and Ginger Family on YouTube. Uh, And uh, this is my podcast where I talk about whatever I feel is on my mind and what I want to go over. In the last podcast that I did, I said that uh, I reviewed my five life goals. One of the first YouTube videos that I ever put online, I talked about my life goals and accomplishing them and how far along the road I am to accomplishing them. And I said that in the next podcast, I was going to do my new five life goals because I accomplished almost all of the last five goals that I had set for myself. But everything kind of took a bit of a detour for me because I realized that there was something even bigger that I needed to tackle aside from these life goals. You know, There are things that you can set out to do in your life that are accomplishment-oriented. And other things that you do in your life sometimes are uh, personal maintenance and well-being, finding wellness and wholeness and peace and happiness in your life and things like that. And those are not always tied up with goals. I hope that makes sense. Um, For example, like you can set a goal to run a marathon or something like that. But at the same time, that's that's like a physical objective goal that you just go out and that you do and you accomplish. But there's the more kind of ambiguous types of things that you need to work on with yourself. And that's like, what if you're struggling with depression? What if you're not happy? What if you uh, hate your life? What if you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning? You're not even thinking about goals. You know, you're... uh... So anyway, I kind of wanted to go over my experience struggling with depression, trying to change and, and correct and improve the things in my life, optimize the things in my life, in order to remove depression i don't know if there's a cure for depression or depression swings or mood swings or anything like that which are honestly they're not the same thing mood swings and depression are not the same thing but um they can be interrelated but my my thing is that, like I, it's not something that i just want to give up on and be like well you know i have I have depression, I struggle with depression, so I'm just going to let it go. It's just who I am, it's part of my genetic makeup, you know, but then you get into the arguments of nature versus nurture, you know, is it the environment that you're in and what you, how you were raised, uh, your background, your religious affiliations, and all these things, whatever it is, how did those life events, you know, that would be like your nurture. The the things that are around you and your experiences and interactions in life, is that what has made you depressed or is it genetics, you know, which would be the nature argument. So you have nature versus nurture, but I think it's a complex dynamic of all the categories. It's your whole life, the sum total of who you are inside, outside your environment and everything is all going to change and contribute to whether you're uh, at peace in your life or not. And... Some of those things, uh, you know, that's really what you're trying to figure out. That's why you get up in the morning is this whole quest to try and reach this point where you feel accomplished and balanced and happy and like you're in a good place and you're doing the things that you want to do and you're successful and you're surrounded by the people that you love to be around and your mental health is good. Your emotional health is good. Your spiritual health is good. Um, You're feeling fulfilled, all of those things. And for me, it all started a long time ago. I mean, there's my whole, without getting into an entire life review that leads up to this, needless to say, for the the sake of this podcast, um, I struggled with depression. And recently, my wife and I decided that uh, we are going to to get to the bottom of this. We're going to do everything that we can and the means that we have at our disposal in order to make sure that we're both happy, that we're not depressed, that we can isolate some of these things that might be contributing to struggles in life and get rid of them or fix them or improve them or how whatever needs to happen there. And one of the things that we did in trying to just find this Place of peace and happiness and optimism in our lives was we moved, and we've moved a lot. We have packed up and moved. We've dropped everything and moved. We've relocated, and I really think that for me, part of that was a, a big part of it. And I, I should I should start off, I guess, before I dig into this too deep, all about myself. Is that depression is different for everyone. So if you came across this uh, podcast, you're listening to this, and you're struggling with depression. My story and everything might not relate directly to you, but maybe it does. Maybe there's somebody out there listening to this right now. Maybe it's you, but when I go through everything that I want to talk about today, hopefully hopefully it helps you you get something out of it. If not, um, I'm sorry, but I, I, this is just kind of... I wanted to talk about and lay out a major breakthrough that I've recently had that has helped me tremendously In overcoming depression. And has really. It hasn't fixed it. I still struggle. There's still ups and downs and things like that. And it's still fresh and new. So we'll see if this pans out over time. Or it's just like some short term correction that's helping me. But um, I really feel like I've figured a lot of things out for myself. And I'm a lot happier. I'm way more optimistic. I'm way more productive. Uh, I feel just so much better. And so I was, I I just posted an innocent tweet on Twitter. And I just said, you know, I just had a major breakthrough in my struggles with depression. Would anybody like to hear about what I figured out? And I got, I mean, for the first time in a long time, I got a lot of responses, a lot of responses of people, messages from people. Yes, they would love to have um, they would love to hear my experience and maybe pick something up or, or get something off of it. And that's why I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts and read books and things because they change you, they affect you, they inspire you, you learn things that other people are doing, you shift your perspective on life, and you can become inspired uh, to do things differently. And so hopefully that's what I want this podcast to become. I want it to be something that helps you look at life differently, reframe things, become a better, more balanced person and uh, find success and realize that you can live the life that you want to live. And Anyway, so let's jump into it. Um, Yeah, depression is different for everyone. It really is. The way that I experience it might be completely different than you. There's tons of different variety and subjective things that go into it. Your upbringing, your mental health, your hormone balance within your brain and your body is different than mine. Whether you're uh, male or female or or whatever is going to drastically change and affect your experience with depression. And I feel like there's... By the way, I should say, while I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist or anything like that, I do have a degree in social work and I've done a lot of counseling. I'm very aware of the diagnostic manual with depression. I'm aware of a lot of these things. I'm not trying to diagnose or give any kind of professional medical advice. This is just my experience, my opinions. So take it for what it is. All right. So in my opinion, there are a bunch of subcategories that have to do with depression, and the way that it manifests. So you have this word depression and imagine that's like a big umbrella or a blanket. And underneath that blanket, or maybe it's a big box that holds all these smaller emotions and experiences, right? So some of the subcategories that go under that blanket or that umbrella of depression might be things like guilt, It might manifest as sadness or grief and loss if somebody died or you had a tragic chain of events, you know, uh, hormonal imbalance could fit under that category of of depression, Um, chronic feelings of disappointment and being let down by life in general or other people around you and events, Um, things that you're looking forward to that don't go well, that can be that can feed the depression, having a negative body image, like being out of shape, overweight, uh, or the other way, you know, when you, anorexia, eating disorders, anything. So you know, you have a lot of other problems or, or things in your life that might be a contributing factor. Sometimes, just the the environment, mental health, all that stuff. So, first of all, you, I, I believe that. Oh, okay let me back up this is this is a podcast that like I've I've I said I was gonna do and then I've put it off for like a week because it's a really difficult one It's really difficult to dig into it's hard to wrap your head around and it's really hard to get out clearly to explain clearly so let me just back up to where I was going so I can quit scrambling my train of thought here going in a hundred different directions it's like I I have this fire hydrants worth of information and pressure in my head. And if I uncap it, I'm afraid it's just going to spill out everywhere. And you as the listener on the other end is like trying to get a drink of water from a fire hydrant with this. You're just going to get like blasted with all of this stuff. So I'm trying to clarify my thoughts here. Let me go back. Um, so we started moving. Okay. We moved all over the place. We've moved Uh, I don't even know how many times, half a dozen times in less than a half a dozen years, we have moved and moved and moved to try and find our, to, to take care of the environment category that might be a contributing factor to our happiness or depression and our basic overall quality of life. So we moved and moved and moved. And then we finally have ended up where we're at now, which solved the problem. We love it here, but we're also not hung up on living here either. We're flexible. But for now, right now, this is a huge improvement where we live here in southern Utah. The weather is amazing. The house is amazing. The potential of the house, if we buy it and decorate it ourselves and repaint the walls is amazing. We can really make it our own. That's something that I'm really into right now. Um, we're, we're kind of in the process of starting to work on buying this house that we're in right now. We've been renting it or leasing it. And part of controlling our environment has been just gradually gathering different decorations. I've recently gotten into, um, potted plants. One of my really good friends and a, and a really popular YouTuber, Brian Lanning from the YouTube channel Daily Bumps, he's a really close friend of mine. Uh, we've developed a really good relationship and friendship uh, over the last several months. And I, I come away from his house really inspired because he's had this way of creating his home and his environment and life around him. When he is home and on his property, that is like his sanctuary his family is his tribe they are when he is home and when he goes in back into his office it is like this little (laughs) i don't know his his office is perfect everywhere you look there's these nice details that all speak of his personality and his character it's very everything in his home is very clean and very calm it's very balanced um It's very comforting. You go in his home and you just feel at home. It feels very nice, very modern, very clean. And it's just a great feeling. And I always come back from their house and other people's homes and places that I've been with just this little nugget of like, oh, I would love to have that feeling when I'm home. I've never really had that feeling. And that's part of like settling down and planning your roots. And so we've been starting to do that kind of stuff. I've gotten into um, a lot of different things because of, because of this and opening up, moving to a new place. So since we've moved to this place and we're talking about buying this house, I've started creating these safe sanctuaries around me. Like our bedroom is like a sanctuary. We have, uh, everything is clean, as clean as we can get it and organized as we can get it. That It's so hard to do when you're depressed. And I know that like some of you that are struggling with it are like, yeah, but when I'm struggling with depression, I don't even want to get out of bed. I, I don't even want to get up for like a week. I'll just lay there and not even like just getting out of bed in the morning is too much. And I and I understand that. Just I'm just trying to tell you my personal story and kind of what I've gone through. Because the first step that I took to come overcome my depression was to buy a camera and start uploading to YouTube, which may or may not have been the best way of doing it, but it has fixed a lot for me. It's helped me get out and get doing things that I never would have done. It's helped me make friends. It's helped me connect with people and realize that I, I, I'm not alone. It's got me out and doing stuff. And it's been a really positive thing for me. Not always, but it has overall been very positive. So anyway, so we're trying to, we've moved and now we're trying to create these sanctuary type spaces around us with our home, um, uh, planting, Plants like cactuses and succulents, and plants uh, that are easy to take care of, that are rewarding to take care of, and I try to get these planter pots that have character to them. And there's something about, like, you know, like, why, why are dogs like therapeutic animals, or why can they be therapy animals? Is because they're they're easy to take care of. Dogs are generally easy to take care of. They're always happy to see you. They're generally positive, uh, happy creatures that come up and just want to play and hug you and get pet and things like that. Everything about them is just fun and uplifting and therapeutic in a lot of ways. No matter what you've done, good or bad, right or wrong, failures, whether you got fired from your job or not, a dog does not care. And the same thing can be said about houseplants, other living things, you know, gardens, Uh, planting a, a couple of little cactuses or some little aloe vera plants and taking care of them and being mindful of them helps you start to think about other things outside yourself so you can kind of pull out. It's a reason to get out of bed. It can be a little tiny thing that makes you feel better. But overall, the idea is that like the place in which you live and the space that you're existing in needs to feel like it's in line with how you want to feel you should create that space and let the energy of that space around you like affect you positively and I really believe that that helps a lot and is a good thing that we are doing that has helped us a lot and so one of the first things that we did was was to move and now we've started to gather and collect different cool things um, around us. We're kind of remodeling and redecorating different things around us in our home and in our living spaces and bedroom and stuff so that we feel better at where we're at. Uh, that's not the big thing that's really changed. That, it, what, I'm just talking about some of the things that we've done. Um, another thing that we did was went to a hormone therapist. Ginger and I both did this. We realized, okay, so now we've moved... We live in this amazing place. Uh, We love the house that we're in and we're starting to decorate it. We're starting to get plants and uh, potted plants and we're doing all these awesome things, color-changing lights. We have oil diffusers and so the house always smells great. We're trying to do all these things to create this like Zen sanctuary of a home for us. When we come home, we wanna feel awesome and happy and at peace and comfortable, right? I think everybody should. and so we move here, but you know what? The, there's still struggles. There's still depression. Like it felt great for like a month, but then it faded and we're right back to where we were. Uh, but it helps. It definitely, we f- we feel improved, but it leveled out, if that makes sense. Like we still felt like we kind of capped out on our level of life, happiness and enjoyment and whatnot. And So then we started talking like, well, what, you know, we don't want to just go to like psychiatrists and get prescription pills for depression and things like, that's okay. We've been there and done that. We've tried a lot of different things there and there is stuff going on there. But, you know, at the end of the day, we realized that, you know, so much of this happiness, what if it's chemical imbalances or hormonal imbalances? So why don't we go take care of that? How much of it is the chemical interactions going on within our body that might be malnourished, that might not be imbalanced the way that we hope. So we actually went to a doctor that treated people with what's called bioidentical hormone therapy. Okay. Um, And basically what bioidentical hormone therapy does is they draw your blood, uh, they take your weight, they do a whole interview with you. And then they send that off for testing they send your blood samples off for testing and they test everything and here's what's different you go to like your local doctor's office or just little community doctor's office and they'll draw your blood and they'll test it for you and they'll check like your blood sugar and some of your hormone levels and different things like that but if you're within the normal range they'll be like yeah you're fine you're in the normal range the difference between like a community care doctor and a Specialized hormone therapist is that the hormone therapist looks at that and they'll say, Yeah, you're in the normal range, but only if you were like a 62 or 72 year old man. And that was a huge eye opener. Whereas the doctor's, the other doctor's office would test my blood and just say, Yeah, you're in the normal range. Everything looks great. But we went to the hormone doctor and he said, Your testosterone is the same as like a, a 72 year old man, you're, you're in the normal range, according to the medical association, but you are not optimized at all. And so now uh, I do testosterone supplementation and, and Ginger does hormone replacement therapy stuff as well, uh, or supplementation as well as part of her life. And that was a huge upgrade for us. All of a sudden, like, hormonally and chemically in our bodies we just felt like we had energy again we felt more awake everything felt balanced I have a couple of like herbal supplements that I'm taking as well that help Uh, we we have a lot of things going well as far as that goes Um, but then there's so we, we we solved a lot of that and we got our our chemical makeup in line and I really highly I cannot recommend doing that enough I mean you have one life that you live If the chemicals in your body and the hormones in your body are not balanced or on track or in an optimized level uh, or place, you're going to struggle. You could be doing something awesome and you feel like garbage because your hormones are out of whack or you're low on testosterone. So it's hard to get out of bed. And any of those elements in your life that might be contributing to depression, you've got to fix, you know, that's my opinion. You've got to Dig into those things and solve them and do everything that you can. And then what you're left with is just kind of, you got to work from there and you got to go from there. So one of the big things um, that can be a contributing factor is sometimes your religious beliefs and cultural beliefs revolving around that can be a big detriment to your happiness. Even if you think that it is key to your happiness to go to church. Sometimes that's not always true. And so I think there, without digging into that too much, I think there's something to be said there that maybe you need to look into, um, think outside the box from maybe that one line of religious thinking or culture that you're stuck in and stepping away from that or taking a break from it maybe or or tr- looking at maybe some different belief systems or just finding more of like a you know I'm just going to be a good person type of mindset might be a better fit too and so you you should evaluate whether or not you know even though the culture of the religion that you belong to might be very positive towards like family and happiness and uh, eternal joy and all of those things, there might be a lot of the doctrines or teachings that um, make it impossible to be perfect, that make you feel like um, you're always being watched or that you can't even have a thought to yourself without, you know, God watching over your thoughts. You uh, you can never be perfect. So that might feel, uh, keep uh, that problem that you might have with chronic guilt, feeling like you're never good enough or you're never going to be the person that you should be. You'll never live up to who God wants you to be. Um you can't be perfect like Jesus. You can't do this. You can you know, and so you make one mistake or you have one bad thought or this or that and even though you repent and try to get forgiveness, you just the guilt just never goes away. Um, and so on. Uh, it might. I, I. don't. I'm. This is. I don't want to make this podcast all about religion. I'm just saying that maybe you should be aware of that if it's something going on in your life as a contributing factor. One of the things that I've done is I've taken time away from church, and it has been dramatically good for me. A lot of people that go to church or are religious might completely disagree with me on that, or feel like I'm way off track, or that I'm being deceived or something. And I don't want to dig into all that on the podcast. It is a fact for me as an individual person, myself, um, my experience stepping away from uh, from church and the whole culture and belief systems has been drastically positive and better. Uh, way happier, uh, way less driven by guilt and shame and disappointment and frustration. Uh, and I just feel... Tremendously better. So that's something to think about. Um, maybe later, years down the road, we can dig into the story about all of this a lot more. But needless to say, I feel a lot closer to God now, and I feel a lot better spiritually and more at peace and on track now uh, than I ever have. And so, something maybe to think about is maybe what you are completely convinced that you know to be true is not true, and you need to reevaluate that. And rethink about what parts of your belief system are contributing to your depression. And feeling like you're not on track with your life and relationships and where you want to be and how you view the world. Okay? That's all I want to say about that. So religion might be a part of it. Um, aside from that, so, so here I am. I, I've, I've solved all of these conundrums in my life. All these contributing factors that lead to my depression and struggle and my outlook on life, but I'm still having a hell of a time. I'm really, really struggling. I'm still plunging into these depressions and I I cannot figure out what it is. So I start trying to look and analyze these subcategories because my life is like way better, but I still have this thing to where I just can't get it out of my system. And I finally had this massive breakthrough when I finally narrowed in and I discovered the one subcategory that was a huge problem for me. And that was the feeling of disappointment. Disappointment uh, is related to guilt. It's related to shame. But it's also external. It has to do with being let down. It ties into religion. If you have a belief system that that where you're expecting. And it sounds bad because this isn't the way that it works. But it's like. Uh, when you're when you're hoping for things that just never happen, when you're hoping for answers that never come, when you have a zillion questions that have no answer to them, that can lead to that feeling of chronic disappointment, um, you might have a lot of heroes in your life that disappoint disappoint you. Parents might disappoint you. Family members, friends might disappoint you. Work experiences might disappoint you. But for me, for my experience, the biggest thing that I discovered was how much my feelings of disappointment were running my life on a daily basis, interaction by interaction. And it was, I just had this constant feeling of disappointment in my life, just dis- let down disappointment in my marriage, in my kids, in my family, in my church. In the history of my church, in my in YouTube struggles with my career, everything just felt like my life was this perpetual cycle of chronic disappointment. And I was like, "Aha! This is a huge problem. This is a huge core uh, focus." When I when I relabel all of these feelings, this lack of energy, this negative outlook, this negative anticipation, this struggles with like guilt, this feeling of low energy. I just don't want to get up and face the day. Uh, I come out of my bedroom in the morning and I'm immediately frustrated and and, and I, I go to do some research for YouTube and I'm just let down and frustrated. And suddenly it was like I hit the nail on the head and I realized that disappointment was the big deal. It was ingrained in, inside of me somehow. I never realized this literally until just like, a week and a half ago. And what did it was actually my birthday. It sounds funny, but here's what happened on my birthday to help clarify. And I realized suddenly that I had this massive pattern uh, throughout my life that that made it very clear to me. So it sound, it's going to make me sound like a spoiled brat, but I'm just trying to like, uh, and it, it's not really who I am or what I believe, but I had this huge paradigm shift within myself when I discovered this but so on my birthday we did all this awesome stuff ginger had planned out all this amazing stuff Uh, we went and met up with friends we went to a spa we got massages we did mud baths Um, we had this amazing day she went and got all these different flavors of like gourmet pies and we all taste tested pies we got all these awesome chicken wings We went out and watched the new Blade Runner movie. Awesome birthday. It was so cool. We did all the, oh, and we stayed up. The iPhone X, uh, iPhone X was released on the night of my birthday on October 26th. And so we stayed up and ordered those as part of the birthday present. It was just awesome. It was this perfect, great birthday, right? And the whole time I was just negative, frustrated, not having fun just depressed, just complaining about this, inside myself mostly, just in my own internal dialogue inside my mind and in my emotions, you know. But it did slip out in my conversations with other people. Like I was frustrated with my massage that I got. The massage therapist did not do a good job. It wasn't like I was hoping. The mud bath was kind of gross. I, you know, I, I don't know the, the guy that we did this thing where they, they painted this clay on us and then we went and sat in this mud bath thing and then we showered and rinsed it off. And I was like, they, they paint the mud on with these big giant paintbrush things. And the, and the guy that did it annoyed me and I was all frustrated and angry at him. And anyway, so I just like went through this amazing birthday and I hated it all of it and I was like complaining about all of it and I was disappointed in my entire birthday and I realized that like wait a second like this has been a perpetual problem like every single gift that anybody's ever given me I've always been like disappointed or let down because it's not the one that I, exactly that I wanted you know it's so stupid it sounds like such an attitude of entitlement that he didn't even realize that I had and it, I was not raised to be entitled but I did grow up with a lot of disappointment in my life. I grew up uh, with my parents working dual income, uh, low income, uh, not being able to afford a lot. So a lot of Christmases were rough. A lot of birthdays were very rough. When we got a new bike, it was never really a new bike. It was a used one that was just like spray painted. So it was like most of my clothes were hand-me-downs or used clothes, um, um, charity clothes. Uh, a lot of it, you know, my my parents, bless their hearts, I love them to death, and they did the best they could, but I grew up with a lot of, you know, uh, low-income, poor-type childhood uh, that struggled. I w- I woke up with no parents in the home, both gone to work already in the morning, so I had to get up and get ready to go to school. Um, anyway, so a lot of life experiences growing up, I think, played into this feeling of, just having low expectations for things. But as I got older, I started trying to fight for those expectations. I wanted to set goals. I wanted to have high expectations for myself. I wanted to accomplish things and and have things the way that I wanted. I wasn't going to just settle for hand-me-downs anymore. I wanted to achieve some things, you know, which is sounds which is great. But what happened was Is that disappointment and constant feeling of being let down shifted from low expectations to have unrealistic and specific high expectations, which is almost worse. And so the biggest source of of my depression, I started to realize, you know, once I kind of solved the, the church and religion thing for me, Uh, That solved all of like the guilt problems and and self-worth problems I was having. But this feeling of chronic disappointment and being let down by everyone and everything and just having a a disappointing life in general and outlook on life was something that I definitely needed to figure out and, and resolve. And I came across this article So I, you know, let me back up a little bit. Okay. So I I was talking to Ginger about this and I, Ginger, I love you so much if you're listening to this and I love that I can talk to you about these things and we can discuss it and she can be patient with me. And it's so important um, that you have a little support network around you when you're going through stuff. But she has put up with me having this chronic disappointment like our entire marriage. She's never been able to buy me like a birthday present or a Christmas present. I've always had to pick out my own stuff because the problem was was I I got in this rut where no matter what anybody did for me nice, if it wasn't exactly like I was expecting, there was a little feeling, even if it was tiny, a little feeling of being let down. For example... If I was looking forward like crazy to this iPhone X coming in the mail and it showed up and the one that I wanted was uh, the one with the black back and the one that showed up came white, disappointed, frustrated, upset, did not meet my expectations, that's a problem and now I'm stuck with this phone that I didn't want and the only thing wrong with it is the color of the back, which is going to be under my phone case anyway. But because it was different and I know that it's white and it's not the one that I picked out or that I wanted and they sent me the wrong one, it would just eat at me like a poison inside. Just circulating around and around. Every time I pick up my phone, I know it's the wrong color and it just eat at me and eat at me. It, you know, one time Ginger bought me a coat for Christmas and I told her I wanted a carhartt jacket and that I wanted a, a specific type of Carhartt jacket. And I forgot about it. This was like several months before Christmas. I was like, oh, these jackets are cool. And I like put one on at the store and I really liked it and walked away. A long story short, for Christmas I open it up, she gets me a really awesome, nice, heavy Carhartt coat. But it's not the jacket that I wanted and that I had tried on in the store. It wasn't the one that I wanted. It was not the right, type of Carhartt jacket. It wasn't a jacket. It was a coat. And so I felt stuck with this coat that I didn't want that was close to the one that I wanted, but it was not exactly right. It sounds so dumb. It makes me sound like just this picky, entitled individual. But this was like, you have to realize that I'm not like acting upset on the outside. I'm not like... I. I open the present and I'm like, oh, awesome. You know, and I wear the coat and I keep it and everything. But inside me, it's like a poison swirling around this subconscious, deep rooted feeling of disappointment and let goes uh, a letdown that goes all the way back to, you know, getting the bike when I was six years old, that was from the second hand store and was a girl's bike that was painted to look like a boy's bike, things like that, you know, getting a new coat and it's purple. You know, thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like this whole long chain of being let down and disappointed through my whole life um, feeds and feeds and feeds and just piles up to this point where like, I can't enjoy anything if it's not exactly like I want. And I was completely unaware that I was just living this life of chronic disappointment. And here's the problem that everybody just says, well, your expectations are too high. If you Google uh Dealing with disappointment or chronic disappointment or um, living with disappointment—everything that you're going to read, like for the first three, four pages that you click through, is going to be stupid. (laughs) Because what they say is that what they all say is, well, if you're living with chronic disappointment and all sorts, and people are disappointing you all the time, then you just need to lower your expectations. And I was like, okay, so like lowering my expectations, but here's the problem. If I lower my expectations so that I don't expect anything to go like I want and I don't expect to ever get what I'm hoping for, then am I not just living a life that's disappointing where I'm always just expecting things to go wrong? Then I'm just like this negative outlook a pessimistic individual who has low expectations, who doesn't ever count on anybody doing anything right. Just pessimistic, negative. And I don't want to be that either. How can I be positive and be optimistic, but have low expectations? It doesn't work. How can I have high expectations or any expectations? What if I even have reasonable expectations? And I say, you know, I would like to go to a spa and get a good massage and feel better when I come out. And I would like it to be a woman that gives me the massage, and I would like this and that. And I just have very good, reasonable expectations uh, for myself. And then I get in there, and it's if one thing is wrong, I'm still let down and disappointed and frustrated. And it's like subconsciously, I cannot let go of that one little thing and how it's wrong. So if I wake up and I come outside and come out of my bedroom. And even though I've told one of my kids a thousand times that they need to clean up after their breakfast. They've, you know, they ate breakfast and then they leave their bowl of cereal on the on the counter and their dirty spoon and they spilled milk. And then they just walk away and there's the cereal bowl and the milk with the lid off. And they didn't clean up and they're already off doing their homeschool and nobody picked up after themselves. So I wake up. I come out of my bedroom. I see that. Immediately disappointed in my kids because I've told them a million times that they need to clean up their spot when they're done, when they're done eating uh, their meal. So I'm immediately right off the bat, a little bit let down, a little bit frustrated, a little bit disappointed. And I'm like, man, this for the thousandth time, come and pick this up. You know. And the whole day is like that. I'm like, how many times I gotta tell you this? How many times should I have to tell you this? I just feel like I'm stuck on repeat. Nobody's getting it. Pick up your socks. Uh, you know, clean up your cereal bowl. Why? You know, I don't know. So you get the idea. Everywhere I go, it's just like people are letting me down. Uh, I'm disappointed by this and disappointed by that. I order food at the restaurant and it's a little bit different than what you were thinking it was going to be. The rice is a little bit cold or. The carbonation's a little bit flat in the drink. or You know what I mean? There's always just these things in your life that are just never like you're hoping and you want things to be going well for you, but sometimes it just feels like the universe is against you and freaking nothing works right. You have to micromanage and do everything yourself or they do it wrong and you're gonna be disappointed and frustrated and let down. And it becomes this this cycle where your entire life for me anyways, was just kind of had this poison swirling around it of chronic disappointment, let down uh, and grief and it was all manifesting as just as a low energy, lack of interest in life, depression that was really hard to get out of bed. Even when I woke up optimistic within a matter of minutes, I would run into these let down disappointing moments and situations that just built up to where by the end of the day, I'm just basically in the bedroom with the door locked and I'm done. I'm just done interacting. It's not like I'm being mean or having fights or yelling at anybody or any bad interactions. But internally, I am just overwhelmed with frustration and disappointment and feelings like I'm completely let down by everything and everyone around me including myself. I didn't even get done what I wanted to do today according to my plan and expectations for myself. I didn't make it to the gym, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. I'm not hitting the numbers on YouTube I was hoping to. I'm letting everyone else down. It's just disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. Why should I even get up and go to work? It's just going to suck. blah 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 blah. Right? Like any type of mindset like that. Uh, For for me, that's what was going on. Um, Chronic, chronic disappointment. And reaching down underneath that umbrella or that blanket of depression and trying to look at each individual subcategory and say, is it this? No. Is it this? Oh, well, maybe. Let's fix that. Okay. And we fix it. And then we pick up the next one. Well, maybe it's this. Is it guilt? maybe is it the church? Well maybe is it relationship with my parents? I don't know, maybe is it some of these things that happen, you know? And then I finally picked up that one bucket of disappointment and I was like, "Whoa, this one is a big one. Chronic disappointment, chronic letdown, right? This is a big deal and it's like over encompassing almost everything else under the blanket or under the umbrella, right? But here's the problem is that you can only control yourself, right? And so how do you how do you live in this world where you never get what you want? Everywhere you go and everything that you do lets you down and frustrates you. It's not finished. It's not picked up. It's not organized. It's not clean. And it's not like I have, I don't have obsessive compulsive disorder. My desk right now is like cluttered and has papers from who knows where. Like there's post-it notes over here I haven't read in probably three months. It's not like I'm obsessive compulsive, but I do feel disappointed that my office is cluttered and not cleaned up and organized. I do get frustrated when it comes time to look for something and I can't find it, you know, so it just feeds that that disappointment, you know. So here's the problem. Everybody just says when you go on these websites, they say, well, you just got to lower your expectations. Well, I don't want to lower my expectations. I want to have a positive outlook. I want to expect things to go right. I don't want to have a, a negative, pessimistic approach to my life and the world around me and my relationships where I don't ever expect Ginger to ever get me anything. And so therefore, my marriage just sucks. I don't expect her in this and that, you know, like... Anyway, by like page four four or five on Google, I came across this article after having a big conversation with Ginger because I became aware of this disappointment. Chronic disappointment was a huge deal. And I was talking through my birthday with Ginger. I was talking through like, why? Like it was so amazing. Why did I come out of that just feeling so let down and like the birthday didn't go like I wanted. I just like feel like my life sucks and it's great and I can't understand what's wrong with me, you know? And we talked through it, and, and Ginger said the typical, you know, well, your expectations are too high. And I was just like, man, I know, but that can't be right. I don't want to lower my expectations. And when I do lower my expectations, then I just expect everything to suck, and that's no fun. I want to wake up feeling like today's going to be awesome. Every day is a new day. Make it an awesome one. That's like our whole motto. And it's something that we say in every video, but I'm saying it just as much to myself. Because I want to be a better person. I want to have an awesome life. I want to be happy. I don't want to live with disappointment. So I came across this article finally that really just hit the nail on the head for me. And what this guy said, um, I I know a lot of you are like, I want to go read the article. I want to go do this or that. There's other stuff on the website that I don't think is right. And so I don't want to link to it and get people way off track on things that I don't want to support. But needless to say, it's this guy's opinion. I don't know if he's qualified or not, but the way that he said it really hit home to me. And what was said and what what I really figured out was that when it came to this dis- depression and this disappointment, it's not about having, okay, so this is the big reveal. This is the big breakthrough that I had. I'm gonna share with you right now. I realized that High expectations, balanced expectations, low expectations, they're all poison. Having expectations in general about anything are always going to end up bad. If your expectations are high, no one's ever going to meet them. Nothing in your life, not even yourself, are going to live up to those expectations So you're always going to be coming up short. If your expectations are too low, then you just have a negative, depressed outlook on life in general. That doesn't work either. If your expectations are in the middle ground, then you're just constantly making compromises and rationalizations to try and make everything good. And it just doesn't work like that. You're still going to be frustrated and let down all the time. So instead of having expectations... His recommendation was to have preferences. Reframe your thinking from expectations to preferences. That alone was a massive dynamic breakthrough and shift for me. And I'm still working on it. But immediately it was just like this Bucket of problems suddenly had a hole in it and it was dumping out the bottom, and I was feeling better and better and better. And every single day since reading this article and having this aha moment for myself, I have felt dramatically happier, dramatically more balanced. Uh, Like this huge cloud and fog has lifted, and I just feel positive and happy again. Let me explain the difference is that like here's how an expectation works. So let's say if we, if we go back to my birthday, for example, okay, if I here if I wake up that morning and I have expectations and goals in mind, if I have standards and expectations, um, boy standards, and that's something that was ingrained into me from my church, from a childhood up, just these high level of standards to, uh, become perfect someday. It's impossible. I can't do it. But I had all these expectations in life that I've lived with that have been ingrained in me that are just wrong. Um, so anyway, so my birthday, or, or let, me, let me make a more simple example, okay? The coat. If I said, I want this exact coat, I have this expectation. I tried it on. It's a 3XL. I want this. I want the, the, the black one. And I want this soft hood, and I want it to be this weight, exactly this way. And if I have this expectation about the way the coat is, all it takes is one thing to be wrong, like the color, uh, or the size, or the uh, um, whether it's a coat instead of the jacket. You know, if the zipper's this way or that way, or whatever. You know what I mean? If it's if there's one thing off. If it's the wrong brand, even though it's a better jacket, but I had in mind that it was going to be this, then I, my expectations are flawed and I'm going to be let down unless it's exactly right, which means the odds of getting exactly right or the stakes, the stakes are high and the odds are low, meaning you're going to be disappointed or frustrated. And even if you put the jacket on and you love it and you're like, oh, this jacket's awesome. There's still a part of you that's like, it's not the one that I wanted though. You know, so you have this false expectation. So anyway, so the, the the point is that if I would change my entire mindset, my emotions, my heart, the way that I perceive reality, if I reframe that into more of a preference, then suddenly everything's okay. If I wake up on my birthday and I have no expectations, not low ones even, not mid-range ones, not high expectations but what I have is preferences. And I say, here's my preference. I would prefer to have a really fun birthday with no specifics in mind. I'm going to, I really want to have a really fun, happy birthday where, uh, there's some family and friends that we all get together. And I don't know, I would prefer it if at some point there was like cake or pie And that everyone enjoyed. And then it would be really fun if we went to a spa and had a nice day at the spa. I would prefer that. I think that would be great. Then I would prefer it. But if we don't end up going to the spa and we do something different, we go to the arcade and we go bowling instead, that's okay. It's not like I was expecting it. I wasn't expecting or demanding to go to the spa. I just had a preference that it would be fun to go have a relaxing date at the spa. But you know what? That's okay. What we did was way fun anyway. Um, my preferences can be dynamic. They are forgiving. They're based out of empathy. They're based out of an open-mindedness. Whereas expectations are more like math. You either get the answer exactly right or it's wrong. And maybe this is why I struggled with math and kind of gave up on it is because there's only one right answer and only one right way to get there. If you don't follow the formulas exactly right, if you get one decimal point out of place or one number backwards or wrong, one tiny little mistake, and the whole thing is wrong and disappointing. You get the entire answers wrong, um, the outcome. And, And so... Preferences instead is more artistic. It's like art versus math. You can paint, uh, you can get every single person lined up and they are all painting, looking at the exact same thing and the paintings are all going to look different. And it's all good because it's all about preferences. People prefer to do things a certain way, but they're not expecting it to be a certain way. Do you see the difference? So the healthy point of view that I've started to adopt and try to re-ingrain into my life is instead of expectations and goals, instead I aim for things and I have preferences. And it sounds like a subtle shift, but it's a huge, powerful change once you grasp it. So I can prefer to film a video today, but if I don't, that's okay we did all these other things and it's fine because my preference isn't the law it's not a set objective expectation that has to be met by myself and everyone around me it's just my opinion and my preference of how things go and there's not a lot of detail in there you know so i can wake up in the day and maybe have some preferences about how my day's going to go like i would today i would prefer to do, to film a Mento, uh, Mentos and Coke video. And then if we have the time, I would prefer to film a Boxfort video video uh, to upload this Wednesday. Other than that, uh, I'm okay. And the details of like who's in those videos and how they work and when they get done and what time or all that does not even matter because These are just my preferences. They're just things that I would prefer to do. If other things come along that are better or as good, I'm okay being flexible and changing that. And suddenly, poof, all my depression, my letdown, my disappointment, my frustrations where nothing is going well suddenly disappears. And I've had a long string of very good days in a row since I started waking up and every minute by minute and hour by hour. And when I, 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 I have this mindset of like, I'm going to aim to get this done. And I would prefer that it happens uh, uh, like today. But I'm very much loosened up in my mind and my emotions and energy because I've let go of all expectations, high expectations, low expectations, balance, all of it's bull crap. There should be no expectations. Instead, I have preferences. So when my son walks up to me and he starts talking to me, if I have expectations that his hygiene's all done, he's got his hair combed, he's wearing clean clothes, and his teeth are brushed, and he's blown his nose, and everything's like, he's looking like the child that I've raised and taught to be this way, right? Like, if he comes up to me and he hasn't brushed his teeth yet, Then uh, disappointed, I'm let down, dude. It's three in the afternoon. Why are you not? Why didn't you brush your teeth this morning? I'm disappointed in you. Da 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 da. Like, can you run through all this? Even if I don't say it out loud, I'm feeling it inside and thinking it inside my mind, and it's a toxic poison to my relationship with my son. Does that make sense? But when I change it to preferences, my son walks up to me. Uh, Instead of getting all upset and disappointed and let down and frustrated in my son. I can look at him when we're done talking and everything and be like, you know, be like uh, uh, the, what I might say at the end of that is say, hey, Kyle, uh, why don't you go brush your teeth? I'd pref- um, most people prefer it when you come up and talk to him that you have your teeth brushed. so You don't have stinky breath. And the interaction immediately goes better. And he's like, oh, yeah, I need to go brush my teeth. And then he runs and does it. And, it, and I prefer that he has his teeth brushed, but I'm not expecting it when he walks up to me. You know, anymore. I'm not expecting that it's perfect. I just prefer it that way. And it's fine if uh, it, you can live a life where you're aiming for things and you have preferences, but you can't have expectations or you're just going to live a life of chronic letdown and disappointment. It just doesn't work. It will never go well for you. And I've learned that it was a huge breakthrough for me. Instead of having entitlement, and expectations were you entitled to things to be a certain way like I am 39 years old and I'm a successful person like I expect things to be done the way that I want I paid for this I expect this you know but you can't live that way or you're going to live angry you're going to live frustrated you're going to live a life full of depression and disappointment where nothing goes exactly like you're hoping there's always going to be a problem very rarely is it going to be right But if I shift that and I just say, you know what, I prefer that everybody today has a great time and I would prefer it if we got like two videos done. If we don't, that's okay, but let's just do the best we can. That's what we're going to aim for. Then suddenly, it, it like everything just, the clouds parted. I felt amazing. I felt like I could suddenly get things done again. I was seeing things from a healthy perspective, I feel like Ginger could buy me something and surprise me with it, and because I have zero expectations, like even if what she got me is not what I prefer, my ability to deal with it and feel okay about it, if it's wrong or not something that I want or like, is is way healthier. And my ability to communicate to Ginger when I'm disappointed and let down, instead of it being a fight, It's way more loving and empathetic and understanding. So for example, if she got me the wrong coat, be like, oh my gosh, you got me the coat, thank you so much. Like, I really was hoping to get one of these, this is awesome, you know. There's a different type of coat, a jacket that I prefer a little bit more over this one is that offend you if I go and swap it out for that one. And she's like, sure, and it's not even a big deal. Cool, tomorrow I wanna come in, maybe help me pick it out. Should I get a gray one or black one or like a navy one? Like this is awesome. And suddenly like I'm from this stance of like gratitude because yeah, I get the coat that I wanted, even though the one in the box isn't exactly like I had in my mind. That's okay. Cause I'm not living with entitlement and expectations anymore. It's just, Uh, Not quite the one that I prefer. That's okay. I can go uh, return it and swap it out and have this awesome one and be great. And even if I kept the coat she gave me, that's fine. It's totally fine. And all of a sudden, I'm not living a life with a foundation built upon entitlement and chronic disappointment and letdown and frustration where everything falls short or my life is, my expectations are just low. Like, Anyway, my whole point is that like that was a huge breakthrough for me was realizing that instead of entitlement and expectations, I needed to have, I needed, it's okay, it's better to just aim for things and live with preferences, you know, and there's a certain element of it that you can't get away from, you know, like if we do a sponsored brand deal for YouTube. There's expectations and deadlines that are very objective in there. Like it has to be done by this date. But you know what? I'm going to give you a little secret. Nobody meets those expectations. They're still just preferences. You might be legally obligated to certain things, but there's huge amounts of flexibility in everything, even contracts. Uh I mean, just talk to every single government worker or road construction crew. They, they never get things done according to deadlines or on time. They're always over budget and behind schedule. Uh, and, you know, you can either live in a world that sucks, that's never living up to your standards and what you want and your expectations or you can live a life of low expectations where you're just always pessimistic and down and like well i don't think anything's gonna go well today so uh," you know and you can be like eeyore looks like rain like off of winnie the pooh you know but anyway that's it that's my whole big breakthrough. Just going through everything underneath that umbrella of depression, all those subcategories guilt, sadness, grief, disappointment, body image, living space, living decorations like climate, weather. You go through all these different hormones, you know, you go through all these different subcategories of what might be contributing factors to depression, and you start picking up these items one at a time and looking at them and saying, What is you know, where is my guilt coming from? Is it from the way I'm living? Am I really doing things wrong? Am I really a bad person? Am I really doing things that are upsetting God? Am I really letting him down? Or is this all in my head? You know, like just sorting out that guilt was a huge thing for me. Sorting out like grief and loss and sadness and stuff was a big deal. Moving where we live now and reinventing our environment with taking care of things that love you no matter what, like plants and and our dog tag and things. But when everything else in life, I have adopted this attitude of preferences. Like I, I, I no longer have like these goals that I'm trying to get. I just aim for things and I prefer that they go a certain way. But if they don't go that way, I can change my aim. You know what I mean? Like an expectation. Let me tell you, just lay out the difference here. Like... If you have a bow and arrow and you're trying to you're trying to target the bullseye, right? If your expectation is that you pull that arrow back, you pull the bow back and your your personal expectation is that you're going to hit the bullseye, then when you let go, 99% of the time unless you're a professional archer uh, you're going to be let down and disappointed in not only yourself, but in the bow and the arrow, in the wind that blew your arrow to the right or the left, the sun that was shining in your eyes or whatever. You're going to have all this frustration because you're rarely going to hit the target because your expectations are off. You're living a life driven by false and poisonous expectations. But If you pick up that bow and that arrow, and you just aim for the bullseye, and you prefer to hit the bullseye, but when you pull and you miss by like two inches, it's still okay because you got close. You know what I mean? You're still aiming for it, and you can still practice. There's room. There's breathing room. There's freedom. There's free agency suddenly. There's breathing room for variety, There's breathing room for things to come up differently. And I'm telling you this, once you get out of this mindset of living a life with expectations, this evil poison that's going through your brain and your hormones right now, maybe, if you have entitlement and expectations about how things need to be, uh, as soon as you get rid of it, suddenly everything starts going better and your attitude is better. You're way more flexible. You let go of your expectations and all of a sudden the variety of life comes alive and you realize that, wow, my way is is not the best way. What I ex- How I expected it to go was not even as good as it ended up. But because I prefer that it goes this way, uh, then there's a lot of room for it to even be better than what I was hoping. You know what I mean? What I preferred with th- was this, but it It did way better than that. Or even if it comes up short, maybe, well, I preferred that it went this way. It happened differently than I was thinking, but that's okay. We came really close to what I was aiming for and I think this is going to work just fine. And that attitude is way healthier, way more balanced than one that's driven and fueled by entitlement and expectations where you expect things to be a certain way and they never are. But if you prefer things to go a certain way, that's realistic, that's understandable, That's you can work with that. Your relationships get better, your outlook on life gets better, how your day goes is suddenly a million times better. So now I think what we need to do is we need to like, how does this apply to you? How does it apply to me and where does this take us? Because it might seem like a simple concept, but it is, for me, was a really, really, really big one. It was like my Goliath that I needed to take down as understanding uh, this chronic disappointment in my life and what was causing it and that it, it was fueled by uh, living a life based on expectations instead of preferences. Preferences are way superior to expectations because once suddenly you are living according to preferences, then you get along better with everyone around you. You're happier. They're happier. Everything gets done better. It all gets done better than what you would have expected if you were living on expectations. So let's say, for example, um, I used to work at a job that I was working in a cubicle at a call center. Okay, So maybe this might relate a little bit more to your reality or anybody else in the real world. Maybe you're a student and you're going to college and you sign up for a class and you are expecting it to be about this. Like for example, I signed up for astronomy I was expecting to learn about the constellations and really cool stuff about the solar system and the stars. I thought it was going to be a really fascinating class. I was expecting it to go a certain way and that I was going to enjoy it a lot. I got in there and the reality was was that it was all trigonometry and I hated it. And I absolutely hated and did not like that class at all. If I would have signed up for astronomy, Based on preferences instead of expectations, my entire approach to it would have been a lot better or I would have dropped the class and taken a different one instead when I realized it was not what I preferred. Does that make sense? If I have a job and I'm working in cubicles and I'm miserable or I'm bagging groceries at Walmart or something like that and... If my expectation when I wake up in the day, if I'm living a life based on expectations, you are going to live a life of just misery, misery, frustration, and disappointment chronically. Because the people that you're working with, you're going to be frustrated and let down by them. The shift that was there before you did not do their job. If you're working in a call center, the list of names that they give you to work on that week that you can call, the phone numbers you get that they allot you, um, it's going to be disappointing as soon as you call through it and nobody answers or you get rejected a bunch. You know what I mean? If you have the the your, your job is going to have expectations, they're going to say, you need to call, do so many dials per week. You know, see, society runs on expectations, but you as a healthy, balanced individual cannot. You have to separate from that worldview, from that objective, expectation-driven society that we live in today. And shift out of that. You need to escape that matrix and adopt one of more aim, aiming for things and having preferences. So your boss is going to have expectations. You need to dial the phone um, 200 times today. You need to get the expectation is that you pull in this many sales per week, Right? objective, measurable expectation. It's written on a dry erase board in the office for everyone to see right next to your name. You better meet that quota or you've come up short. That is the expectation just to keep your job, right? But you individually as a salesperson sitting in that cubicle are not going to perform well because the pressure of, the, of letting down, of coming up short from that expectation that's being put on you or that you have for yourself or that your boss has over you is not a healthy mindset. It, it's a poison that generates fear, stress, pressure, uh, guilt, frustration, sadness, and this overall negative outlook to where unless you're just crushing those goals, um, you're gonna go to bed frustrated and afraid to wake up tomorrow, and you're gonna wake up hating your life and not wanting to go to work because of the expectations that are upon you and that are dumped on your head or that you have inside yourself. And because you know, even if you blow those numbers out of the water, instead of getting three sales this week, you get six, they're just going to raise that number and say, well, next week you need to get six. And now the expectation is even more impossible to hit week after week. So then you're even a bigger failure and let down all the time. See what I mean? But if you can go into work or if I could go into that office and say, you know what? I, You know, the, the expectation that they have for me, I don't care. I'm going to aim for five sales this week. I'm going to aim for that and I would prefer, personally, I would prefer to get six. But then when you get three, you're meeting your boss's expectation and there's room for you to get a different number than what's expected because you only prefer it. You're aiming for things and you prefer it to go a certain way, but your mindset allows for variety. It allows for change. It allows for things to be different than you want or than you think. Uh, It allows for flexibility. The results can come out a lot different than what you're thinking. Uh, uh, They might come up short of your preferences or they might surpass your preferences. But you weren't expecting anything exact. You were just aiming for this and you preferred to go to this number, but your emotional outset is a healthier, happier, more positive and hopeful one. And therefore, when you call on the phone, odds are you're probably gonna do better at your job and probably pass those expectations that your boss is living with. Does that make sense? And it's the same with YouTube uh, and with marriage. If I wake up in the morning uh, um, and I like expect my house to be perfectly clean. If I get, if I'm like working a nine to five job and I get home and I expect my wife to have my house clean and spotless or a dinner to be hot and on the table and ready to go, if I'm living a life with all these unrealistic expectations, either high or low, or if I'm like, my wife never cleans the house, it's always a dirty mess and you have these, it's never gonna be clean, And you're living with low expectations, that's bad too, right? because then it's like, well, the socks didn't get folded even though everything else did. My freaking socks are just in a pile in the laundry basket. I guess I'll have to fold my dumb socks. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you have these expectations on other people in your life around you and instead it's it's healthier to just be like, I prefer I prefer to have clean clothes, but it's fine if my socks are not folded. If I prefer my socks folded, then I'll just go fold them because I like them that way. I'm not expecting them to be folded. You know what I mean? It's a it's an it's it's a subconscious. You can you can be a really nice, loving, gentle, empathetic, kind person with great communication, but still down deep inside of you, you're living with chronic disappointment that's based on pride and entitlement that you have deep down and that that's disguised as you just you just having goals and trying to have a high standard of living and having high expectations so that we can be the best that we can be. We're going to have high standards. I mean that like I said that was just ingrained into me this these standards of living, the way that you dress, the way that you are clean-shaven, the clothes that you wear, the way you interact, how you talk, how you think your thoughts. Uh, all these things are just driven on these standards or expectations that you can just never live up to ever. And so you're living with chronic letdown and disappointment, guilt and depression and frustration with everything around you. What fixed it all for me in a big way and really turned it around and gave me a huge amount of hope was completely erasing expectations out of my thought processes out of my heart, out of my mind, being ever vigilant. When I find myself having an expectation like, there's that dirty bowl with milk and cereal and the lid's left off again. But as soon as I catch myself with that, I'm like, no. My preference is that the kitchen's clean. I should never have any expectations about that whatsoever because it's a kitchen. People live here. There's kids here, you know. they are kids. It's gonna take. Like, I didn't. I wasn't awesome at cleaning up after myself as a kid. Why am I expecting that of my kids? You know, I prefer to have a clean kitchen, and I aim for that to be that way. But I have zero expectations, high, low, or in the middle, about having a clean kitchen. I just, I just know that for me, I prefer that, and so I, I try to kind of keep it that way, but how that looks and how that manifests has a wide variety of ways that it manifests. Sometimes it's super clean and sometimes it's not as clean as I would like or prefer. And that's okay because you start to realize that the world and the universe is full of endless and eternal variety that goes on forever and has always been there. And it's just changing, constant variety going on. And variety is a beautiful, adventurous good thing that you can love and experience that will make your life better in every way from your mindset to your reality. If you base your life on preferences that are open to change, that are open to variety, that are flexible, uh, this way or that way, or anyway, it's all of a sudden you're living a life that's open to things being different than what you thought, because you're living based on, uh, letting people know what your preferences are, but not having specific expectations of any kind. So like, I prefer my day to go like this, but it's not. For example, the last video that we uploaded, what we just filmed uh, day before yesterday, I had woke up and my plan was we were going to take our RC cars, our remote control cars, and we were going to go to a place called Sand Hollow, where there's sand and water. And we were going to film trying to drive all these RC cars on the water there in these RC boats. You know, that was, that was what I had preferred to do when I woke up in the morning and what I was thinking about and visualizing that I was going to do that day. Well, instead, uh, my good friend Dan from the YouTube channel What's Inside He starts texting me and says, hey, we're in town. We're filming a video. We would love to come over. Uh, I would love to have one of your boys be in the video, uh, Gage be in it if if he's available. We just want to come by and see your house and say hi. And so if I would have had expectations, all my expectations would have been dashed because what I had planned for my day and what I was trying to get done is suddenly thwarted by Dan. But instead... Like, if, you if I would have got that text like a week ago, I would have been immediately frustrated and conflicted because I have my expectations of how my day is going to go. And now, even though this is an awesome thing and Dan wants to come hang out and he's a friend of ours and this is great and Gage is going to go be on their channel and we're going to be able to vlog with them, Like, I would have gotten hung up on how this was frustrating and, and letting down my expectations of the video that I wanted to film and it could have easily thrown me off. For the entire day, it would have made me feel like I was trapped just reacting to chaos that I just couldn't keep up with, you know, because now all of a sudden, man, everybody keeps coming over. There's all these interruptions and distractions from what I'm trying to get done. You see what I mean? But instead, I had a preference of the way that things would go, and I was able to easily shift and go, wow, this is awesome. Uh, Dan and Lincoln are gonna come over and let's just be flexible. Let's see if they wanna just film at our house. Maybe we could just make this a whole collab day. And it ended up being awesome. They hung out most of the afternoon. Gage, they filmed a lot of their video in our backyard. Uh, Gage and Lincoln were able to make uh, become better friends. We got to really talk about YouTube with Dan and get some great ideas and share ideas back and forth. And we filmed the video in the backyard, and instead of going to Sand Hollow to the sand beach and, and the and the lake, we just filmed on the swimming pool and we just adapted the idea a little bit, and it turned out a way different, completely different than what I had visualized in my mind. But according to my preferences and what I was aiming for, it still totally accomplished what I wanted to and was still awesome and great. And it was way fun having Dan and Lincoln in the video and everything turned out awesome. Does that make sense? Whereas if I was hanging on to expectations and entitlement, uh, and things going the way that I want constantly and trying to control all that, there's no way I would have ended up that day feeling happy or positive. I would have felt behind and under the gun. Like I didn't get to do what I expected to do. It would have been bad. You know what I mean? But this new outlook on life based on aiming for things and having it be okay if I miss or if I hit or not, if I come up short, that's fine. I'm just aiming for it. I'm not expecting to hit it. I'm just aiming to get this done today. And I would prefer it if it kind of goes like this. But within that allows for the beautiful thing in life and in the world and in in your existence. And that is... That change in variety can be this beautiful, adventurous, awesome thing that gives your life meaning and flavor and adventure and fun and happiness and surprise and people can surprise you and give you gifts and it's this beautiful, amazing thing that helps deepen your friendship and love and relationship for each other instead of just constantly letting you down and being a frustrating, disappointing experience. Where my birthday, just my birthday yeah, kind of disappointing, didn't get to do everything I wanted to do, you know, instead of being like that, even in your heart, even a little bit, all of that's just gone because you're like, wow, I had an awesome birthday, you know, we, we went to the spa, my friends all had a great time, um, everything that I was was aiming for and, and would have preferred, even though it ended up being different, I love that that variety, I love the unknown, I love that it goes this way. And it doesn't have to be exactly like like I'm like I feel like I'm entitled to, you know. It can come up short, or my day could go worse, and I, maybe things don't go the way that I prefer. But that's okay because I accept that change in variety and other people's preferences are are important too. And I hope that makes sense. This kind of thing, I think, for me, is going to take a long time. It's going to take a conscious effort. I keep catching myself. Treating a situation as though I have expectations revolving around it, and I have to stop and reset my brain a little bit and just say, No, no, Carl, this is you being an idiot. This is you having entitlement or expectations that's immediate. You know, I don't like this. And so I stop myself and I admit it. I say, I'm sorry and I apologize. I am sorry. I'm reacting to the situation as though I'm entitled to something or that I have an expectation. I, and this is a problem that I'm trying to get over. I'm sorry that I've responded this way. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I preferred if you would do this at some point, uh, when you can get around with it, finish what you're doing and come and wrap this up. I would, that would be great. You know, but I, it's immediately shifting my entire outlook and view on life for the better. Um, Maybe this is something that you can dig into personally on your own a little bit deeper. I don't. I could talk about it forever. Maybe we'll dig into this more and we'll have other people on the podcast and we can talk about it. Um, I'm really interested, depending on where you hear this podcast and stuff, I, I need to find a way to upload this so that there can be a sense of community. Um, and maybe what I'll do is that I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to announce anything. Maybe I'll create some kind of a Facebook page or something that just revolves around um, the podcast. That people who follow the podcast specifically can get on and discuss things, and I can ask questions and you can answer them. Maybe I'll create a Facebook page or something like that. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get to that later. It's not on the preferences of things that I want to do today. Um, so. You see what I mean? It's not an expectation, it's a preference. I would prefer to have some sort of a page where we could all interact and you could ask questions and we could continue the dialogue, right? That'd be awesome. I would love to do that. I would prefer that. I think I'm gonna aim for that, but I don't have any expectations about it. I don't have expectations about exactly when it's gonna get done. There's no deadline. How? Whether it's Facebook or on our website or something, about. I don't really care because my life based on preferences allows for that to manifest However, it needs to in order to work and be good, be a good thing. Does that make sense? It's a great way of seeing the world. It's great. And even when you have something that seemingly has expectations, that doesn't mean you need to let it um, latch into your mind and your heart that way. You can still look at everything as something that you're aiming for and that you prefer instead of an expectation that is set. And uh that really shaped a lot for me that was my big aha that really just was just like oh like i was finally able to shed these chains that have just been holding me down and that i've been dragging around the constant frustration and disappointment constantly being let down and feeling like nothing is going like i want all of a sudden completely went away and the world is this beautiful place of variety and adventure again And it's awesome. I have preferences, but I am just a participant down here on this planet. And we're running around doing the best that we can, having a great time. I can have things that I prefer to go a certain way. And I can prefer to have this or have that. But I am totally open. I am an open book. I am an open mind and open heart. uh, And I'm willing to look at all the variety possible outcomes of the way that it might go. There's a million ways that something can get done and still be right. And it might be different than what I expect. And that's great. That's a good thing. Other people have a lot to offer too. And it might be different than what I'm thinking, what I prefer. But if all it is is a preference and I am aware of that, what I want is not what I want. It's just a preference. Then suddenly I'm healthy again. I'm happy again. I I, I don't have to have the control and I don't have to have things exactly like I want. I can sleep in a little late. I can stay up a little late or go to bed a little bit earlier. If I don't go to the gym, it's okay. Like I don't have to live my life based on expectations. I can just aim for things and do the best that I can. And I I think it's awesome. I'm still getting everything done. In fact, I'm getting way more done. And I feel like I'm doing a better job at everything. And I have more energy and I have more offer And because all my relationships are going well, my outlook on life is a million times better. I have all this free time and this positive attitude and flexibility to just get things done instead of trying to fight over the details and the micromanagement. It suddenly just shifts. I'm not nitpicking, micromanaging. I'm just like aiming for things and I have preferences and it all just gets done better and faster and everyone's happier our relationship is just like a million times better our whole climate and feeling and vibe in our house and as a family and with our kids is awesome uh yeah it's just i just feel like i'm back i just feel healed i feel so much more like who i've always wanted to be inside um Uh, Sorry, it's like here we are an hour and a half into this podcast and the emotions just catching up with me like because I'm, I'm just kind of realizing that uh, this is a big deal. Uh, It's like the whole purpose of life, right? It's learning, learning to accept that you're not in control and that's okay. You can have preferences and you can aim for things and how where it actually lands and how it ends up is part of the fun and part of the love and the joy that you can get out of life. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't prefer to be homeless. I don't have preferences to like live in a van down by the river on government cheese, you know on the welfare program or whatever. but if you can be in that situation and if you're living with a life of where you're you're aiming for things, you're striving for things and you would prefer that you had, like a small apartment somewhere but you don't right now you can still be happy day to day in aiming for those things and and having preferences that you're that you're chasing after when you wake up in the morning and your life will get better with that mindset you will never be stuck you won't come up short you won't be a constant failure riddled with guilt and disappointment you can actually just be happy isn't that what we want? We want a. We want to be in love. We want to be happy. We want to be positive. We want to feel like we're treated well, and that we're treating other people's well, other people well as also, and that that your life in general is just going well and doing good, and you feel whole and complete, and that is possible when you let go of that chronic. Expectation mindset that you might be living with, and that I was totally hung up on. And I wasn't like a spoiled brat. I felt very humble. I, that sounds bad to say. I'm the I was very humble. No, I. You know what I'm saying though. Like I felt like a pretty good guy, like with realistic expectations, and not. I never felt or acted entitled about anything. I didn't. I don't think so. It was inside my heart, in my emotions, just feeling. Oh, just sad. Let down. Frustrated. Nothing's going right. Even though I have all this stuff, it's still just just not quite like I want. ah, I need to get this done. The kitchen's dirty. This is the, you know, it's just, why can't everything just go smooth? Like, I just felt like I was like, everything just fighting at the gears, you know, everything is just clunky and nothing's going like I expect. And, Wow, what a difference to let go of all those expectations and entitlement and instead adopt an attitude and a mindset and a heart based upon preferences and a love for variety, a love for things different than what you thought and being open and flexible like that. It's this amazing, liberating, freedom-encouraging thing that allows for creativity and variety to be a part of your life and you wake up in the morning with... With a preference of how it goes. But if it goes way different than that. That's okay. Just. It's fine. It is All of a sudden. Everything's okay again. Everything is wonderful. And if I decide. You know what? I don't really like this thing. I can get rid of it. For something else. I prefer a little bit more. It doesn't have to be exactly right. I don't expect it to be perfect. It's okay. You know? I prefer a different job over this one. You you might be saying that like, I, I wanted, I was hoping that by this time, by the time I was this age, I'd be making this much money and uh, well, if you have those expectations, then yeah, you're going to live a life that just is miserable and depressing and sucks. It's not even worth it, you know, but if you change your mind and you say, you know what, I'm going to aim For to be making this much money a year. I'd like to be on this salary or make this much per hour. That's my aim. I would really prefer it if I was making that much. I'm going to shoot for that. And so you don't have these standards that you're trying to strive for. You don't have expectations and entitlement for that where you're like, I've been working here 20 years. I'm entitled to this level of pay. You don't have that mindset anymore. I'm entitled to have the government... Pay me my welfare and my Medicaid bills and blah and all this stuff. Like instead of this mindset of entitlement, it's like, you know, I would prefer it if I made this much money and I'm gonna aim for this. I don't I would aim for that and I'm gonna prefer this. Then all of a sudden, like you're gonna find yourself doing better at your job, having more time and creativity, more open to more ideas and options and opportunities. And next thing you know, you're going to be making way more money than that, more successful and happier and more productive and doing more and and living the life that you actually really want to live deep down. Because you'll have no more depression. I'm not not I've, I've cured depression. No, I'm not trying to say that. I just hope that like, if this resonated with you, whoever's listening to this and you feel like, wow, I haven't got a birthday present in the last 20 years, in the last 10 years that I felt like was really fun. I've always gone to bed on my birthday and felt let down. Christmas has always been kind of disappointing or let down. My job sucks. My this sucks. Like, stop and think if that's because you're framing it based on expectations. You need to root those out. And if you start living a life that's more like, I'm going to aim. I, I, you know, I wouldn't really interested in home design. I'm going to, I'm going to aim for that. I would really, I think I would prefer being a realtor instead of expecting things. You just have preferences and you follow those. And guess what? Next thing you know, you're living your dream. Your dreams kind of are your preferences. And you're, if you're following your preferences instead of your expectations, then guess what? You're living your dream life. You're chasing your dream. You're accomplishing it. And if it comes up short, there is no short. It's just Preferences, right? There's just different things. There's variety in preferences. So anyway, we could talk about this around in different examples, but maybe I got you thinking, hopefully I helped you stop and look underneath that umbrella at at what's behind the depression. Why is it when you wake up, you just go, and it's just like a drag. Is it where you live? Is it your church is it your culture that you're in is it your family is it your you know start picking up those different items and looking at them underneath that blanket and just say what is it is it my hormones is it chronic disappointment which is it you know and pick just one of them up and just say i'm i have i've, I've got to let this one go i've got to let my expectations and disappointment go this thing this has got to die i'm going to throw this off a cliff here I'm gonna change expectations and entitlement over to aiming for things and having preferences. And I'm not going to have strict preferences and just change the wording, but still emotionally treat it the same. I'm literally going to let go of all all expectations, low ones, mid-range ones, high expectations. I'm gonna let go of all of those. And I'm just gonna wake up in my mind and say, I would prefer to have a pleasant day. I would prefer to go to work and and just have positive interactions with the people around me and smile and come come back home at the end of my workday and just feel like today went okay. That's what I would prefer. And all of a sudden, when you go to work with that mindset, you're calm, you're positive, you're a little bit more relaxed. And generally speaking, people are going to sense that around you. They may not, they might still be an a-hole and they might still wreck your day, and make things go wrong. You might go to work that day and get fired. But if you're like, well, that's not at all what I was preferring. But you know what? Um, Maybe it's for the best. Because instead of it just completely obliterating your expectations, it's just a preference, right? It doesn't have to go exactly that way. So I hope I got you thinking. I don't know. It might make a difference. It might not. Generally speaking, whenever... I come across something like this that's just a big deal to me. Sometimes it's not a big deal to you and it may not sink in. But if just anybody out there hears this and they're like, wow, that is totally what I've been doing. I need to be way more self-aware of all these expectations and these this entitlement that I've got going on in my life. I got to root that out and let it go because I just want to be... Uh, an easygoing, happy person, and I actually want to enjoy my life and get some things done for once. You know, and not do it feeling like a a failure that came up short or that it didn't turn out exactly right. Like I, I got to get rid of this. I'm so tired of being frustrated and having to micromanage freaking everything. Like. If it doesn't get done right, you got to do it yourself. Like if you feel that way, it's because you're living with expectations instead of preferences. Like other people can do an awesome job and really make you happy. If you're like an employer, uh, they can really live up to what you're hoping. If you're running your company based on preferences and what you're aiming for instead of entitlement and expectations out of the people that work for you. I think it just helps everything. I could talk for hours and hours and hours. I don't want to. We're almost going on two hours. This is probably the record-breaking longest podcast we've ever had. But hopefully it was informative and and it sunk in. I'm so happy, you guys. I feel so much more healthy and balanced in my mind. I get way more done. I'm way more flexible. I find an open opportunity in my day. And I'm like, oh, I think I want to do this right now. And so I go do it. But then if all of a sudden I get sidetracked and I never get around to it, It's okay for me to let it go and be like, oh, I'll I'll do it some other time. It's okay. Because I was just preferring to do it right then. I didn't have to. It wasn't like an expectation that was getting dashed all of a sudden. You know, it's a beautiful thing. I feel like I'm healing inside. I feel opened up, uh, accepting more people and opportunities and variety in life, more possibilities. I'm not trying to live up to these unrealistic standards and expectations external or internal or any any sort. It's gonna take time but I think we can figure it out and uh, and you should too don't give up don't give up hope or happiness. just try to look at the things under your umbrella of depression that might be weighing you down and uh, see what you can do. You're strong enough to do it. There's something in there. the fact that you listen this far into the podcast means that you care. And so just try it. try to live just a few hours just get through half a day where you you're kind of aiming for things and you have a preference but you're not going to you're not going to let those expectations and disappointment and let down and micromanaging details and this like get all up in your in your who you are cuz that's not who you are right that's not who you want to be someone who's just always frustrated and let down and disappointed by yourself and everyone around you and Nothing's ever right. You can never get your house clean. Your laundry's just never freaking folded. It's never this way. You don't. uh, It's just nothing's the way that you want. Your life is off the rails. It's like, nah. It's if your life is going that bad, it's probably because you're basing your life off of expectations instead of preferences. Like, a simple reframing in the way that you look at the world. And that you choose to see things is hard and it's going to take practice and you're going to catch yourself making mistakes and slipping back into expectations. I've even caught myself just living a day, going through parts of my day based on expectations, but thinking that they're preferences. And I go, no, and you got to catch yourself and back up a little bit, reframe it, calm yourself down and not let that poison fuel your life and ruin your life and weigh you down with frustration, disappointment, and depression. So that's what I have to say about that. Love you guys. Thanks so much for being a part of this. I really uh, am aiming to try and do more podcasts. Uh, And I'm not going to give any specific numbers. I'm not going to give you any new five life goals like you were anticipating. Instead, I'm going to aim for for yeah, see, like right now, it feels great. I feel like like I'm like I'm setting a preference or a goal for myself, but it's realistic and I can actually do this, you know. So I'm going to aim to do a lot more podcasts and have it be a bigger part of my life. It's something that I would love, uh, you know. I think I'm going to aim for a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand podcast followers. It's not an expectation. I'm going to aim for it, right? And so whenever I have some free time off and on, I, I'm going to try and uh, get in and, and record some. I w- I'm going to prefer that it that it happens faster than, than take forever, but that's okay if it doesn't. I'm going to just go with it, have a great time. You know what I would like to do? I would prefer to do these podcasts with guests on, and I think I'm going to aim to do that. I'm going to aim to have my next podcast have a guest on. I, I don't have any expectations about who or when that's going to be but I would prefer it. So do you see how that works? Life is good now. All of a sudden life is good and my podcast is going well instead of not being the way that I want. So, All right, guys. Well, we're coming up on two hours here and thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something out of it and at least you walk away from this with a lot to think about and to sort out within your own life. I hope that you do well and that uh, you can make some changes and and do well and, and have a better, happier life. Until next time, I'm Carl uh, from the Carl Vlogs podcast, and we'll see you later.